Buccaneers fans, what a week it is to be a Bucs fan. Unreal. Another playoff victory in the books. The Buccaneers have six, six since 2020. This is the Ira Kaufman Podcast, starring the sage of Tampa Bay sports, the baron of Big Storm Beer, Mr. Bill Curry Ford himself, the king of Newport Ritchie, Uncle Ira, the custodian of Canton, Ira Kaufman. That is not me. I'm Steve Isbitz of JoeBucksFan.com. Lee D. Camper of JoeBucksFan.com is here. And all the fun is presented by Bill Curry Ford. Now, Bill Curry Ford has been there since 1958, mile north of the stadium on Dale Mabry Highway. They are legendary, and it all starts with that family-owned business that gives you that family-owned style service. And because they're such a great family, right now, 0% financing for 72 months on so many 2023 models. Get to BillCurryFord.com to see them all. The Curry family is making this exclusive only at Bill Curry Ford. You won't find it elsewhere. They are buying down the interest. The big grand reopening of the giant is coming soon. The nickname for the reimagined unbelievable dealership that is there right now that the finishing touches are going on but they're open and you can see the magic that's going on there sean sullivan the general manager he's the joebucksfan.com draft guru he'll help you personally he'll give you the ira kaufman discount if you reach out to him and of course you can find his contact at the dealership or at billcurryford.com you can find sean's email there Shoot him a note. Just tell him, hey, I'm thinking of this and that, and he'll give you guidance. He's great. Bodywork service, whatever it is, BillCurryFord.com. Thank you, Florida's Elite Restoration. Florida's Elite Restoration. When you have a disaster at your property, you call them 24-7 to get a free evaluation in your home before you call your insurance company so you don't get ripped off and making a wrong statement to the insurance company or having them come out and tell you, no, 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 this is not what happened, and you get ripped off meaning you don't get the money that you've already paid for to restore your property. Florida's Elite Restoration, they're honest. They're the best in the business. They service the whole Tampa Bay area, but they're family-owned. Owner Josh Martin is ready to help you. He'll give you the Ira Kaufman discount as well. Just mention Joe Bucks fan or Ira Kaufman when you call to get that free evaluation. And if you need their services, then uh, you'll get $500 back. So it's just that simple. Maybe that's money for your deductible. So Florida's Elite Restoration.com. The key is to get there now. Check them out so you know who to call when you have that disaster. Big Storm Brewery, what a place to watch the game on Sunday, 3 o'clock against Detroit in the Dome. No, not outdoors. In the Dome, Big Storm Brewery tap rooms in Odessa, Clearwater on 49th Street, just south of Almerton Road, the flagship location there. In Ebor City, upstairs, Centro Ebor, a lot of cool stuff going on there. And in Orlando, at the Amway Center, open not just for events, but all the time. At easy access, great parking there, bigstormbrewery.com. The great beers are there, the winter beers are in, the specialty beers. See them all at bigstormbrewery.com. But the legends like the Bromosa, their Tangerine IPA, Bay Beer, Wavemaker Amber Ale, so many greats. They're in the stores. You can find that also at the website. Now, now we're going to throw it over to Iron Lee, who in the wee hours on uh, Tuesday threw out a podcast. We're putting it together today. Here it is. We'll be back later this week. You can subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. A lot of great discussion from the boys, diving into what they saw. Good locker room stuff from them as well. Uh, great insight there. So sit back, enjoy, grab yourself a Bromosa, and here's Ira. We're here at uh, the Lighthouse, as Steve likes to call it. Monday Night Football, the Bucks pounded the Eagles. Playoff game, 
The Bucks are now 3-0 at home against the hated Eagles in the playoffs. It looked like it was a sold-out stadium. looked like a Christmas tree. All the red and the green looked like a Christmas tree to me. Anyway, Ira, I want to say it's impressive, but, man, did they leave some points on the field. But let's not be negative. Let's be positive. Ira, that defense has become hot at the right time. Now, I know last week, the last game of the season, the Staken Panthers are the worst team in the league for a reason. They shut them out. Tonight, the Eagles, okay, the Eagles are struggling, but a good defense does uh, smother a team on the ropes. And that's what they did to the Eagles. Blew me away. They couldn't, did not convert one-third down or a fourth down. They held them to nine points. I don't care who you're playing. If it's a playoff team, you hold the team to single digits, you're doing quite well. Well, Lee, as we sit here two hours after the game, I'm looking out on the field. Foggy field. The fog's rolled in, but this victory, to me, was clear as day. Clear as day. Uh, and I'm not going to quibble uh, about drop passes, points left on the field. Once this game started, uh, I would say five, six, seven snaps into this game, I never thought the Bucks were going to lose. They were more physical. They played with more passion. I thought the Eagles were sleepwalking. One of the worst tackling performances I've seen in a long time by the Eagles. But the Bucks did everything they needed to do. They didn't turn the ball over. They didn't give the Eagles short fields. McLaughlin was great, as usual. Mayfield was sharp. You know, the stat package says he was sacked four times. Okay, he was dropped four times. I thought he had plenty of time to throw, overall. I thought the protection was very good. Who would have thought Kate Otten is the number one uh, receiver? But that's fine. And now, crazy as it sounds, two victories away from joining you in Vegas for the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, now, granted, they're going to have to go to Detroit. They're already a six-point underdog. Okay, I understand that. The Lions are good. The Lions spanked them in Tampa. But the Eagles spanked them. In Tampa. Mm -hmm. Now, the Eagles fell off the cliff, and the Lions haven't fallen off the cliff. They played pretty darn well against the Rams. It was a great game, uh, and Detroit made the plays at the end that they needed to make. Detroit's going to get their points. That, that's a very explosive offense there. Goff's playing very well. But I don't think their defense is anything to write home about. And I don't think Mayfield's injuries are going to be a storyline this week. To me, he's answered those questions. I agree. He threw the ball with zip. He threw mm -hmm. the ball with authority. Your man, Rashad White, averaged four yards a carry. Okay. But, you know, they didn't pound, ground and pound. Uh, I thought it was a very, very good performance by the home team. They capitalized uh, on a team uh, on the ropes. They smacked them in the face. And if you're looking for a turning point, Lee, I think we can all agree. Late third quarter, safety, mm -hmm. followed by the long pass to Trey Palmer. Mm -hmm. Busted open a one-score game. Uh, certainly nobody thought the Bucks were going to lose after that point. I'm impressed, Lee. The Eagles were favored. Let's not forget that. As bad as the Eagles have been playing, they were still favored on the road. Two and a half, three? Um, yeah, two and a half, three. They were 10 and one. They're defending NFC champs for a reason. No A.J. Brown. That didn't mm -hmm. help Hurts. I thought they did a great job on Hurts. He carried the ball. He scrambled once for five yards. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a big part of their offense. Yes. Bowles' defensive game plan was very good. Now, Devontae Smith had a good game. Yes. He hurt them, especially on that 155-yarder, but... I thought Jamel Dean played well. They were and, picking uh, on him, too. And they were picking on him. I thought it was a very, very solid performance by the home team. And I think it gives them a lot of momentum going, going to Motown. I agree. I, I agree with that. This is off the record. I can't say who the players were. I had a couple players tell me indirectly what I'm about to say. Well, one guy just flat out and told me. But they sensed the Eagles were about to pack it in as they prepared last week. I was told the goal was they wanted to get up early, preferably big, and they figured Philadelphia would pack it in. And what I found interesting, 
Why did they come to that conclusion? These guys that on the Bucks in the locker room, they told me they themselves went through an ugly patch this season. They did. Think they lost six or seven games. They did. In particular, this, this one player told me, when you get in a rut like that, doubt starts to creep in. And they thought they could, they exposed the Eagles that way. They wanted to get up early, get them to doubt themselves, get them to start thinking about Cancun, get them to think about bringing the kids to Disney. Your thoughts on that? I, I think that's a tremendous way, and I think that's true. They saw a wounded animal. Yes. Don't give them any, uh, you know, more optimism. Hope. Um, and... The flip side is we're not used to the buck starting fast. No. Now, when they had to settle for a field goal on the first possession, you, you and I are looking at each other like, uh, here we go again. <laughs> uh, they don't cash it in. They don't cash no. it in. Like 18 uh, games now. Uh, even though no. it was a good drive. It was a good drive. Yeah, well, you know, Mayfield had a couple of passes. <laughs> and you remember third and three, the little swing pass to Rashad White. Mm -hmm. The guy had him dead to rights. This Bradbury? Yeah. I mean, he used to be a good player. Now he, now he looks awful. Just well, awful. You saw how Palmer ran away from him. Yeah, yeah, just awful. He looks like his legs are gone. Yeah. So, but then they scored on the second possession. 10 nothing, and that's to your point. Doubt creeps in. The Eagle fans in the crowd, which um, it wasn't an uh, inordinate amount of Eagle fans. Not a whole I, bunch. I didn't think. Not like week three. Uh, that clammed them up. You know, they, had, <laughs> they, had not, they, they were going for the beer, beer line because they didn't want to watch this. I don't know. Did you get the impression like I did that once the game started that the Eagles weren't going to win this game. I, I don't know. I, I just thought the Bucks were the better team basically all the way through. You told me early in the game about Jalen Hurts. You said he didn't have zip on his ball. And for you, that was a big red flag. Here's something Shaq Barrett told me. I thought this was very interesting. They were really worried about Swift. Of course, Swift burned them bad in week three. They were worried about uh, Swift. And Shaq said, by the offense being able to get up early, that took Swift out of the game. They didn't have to worry about him. Yeah. And, and Shaq Barrett was saying, the offense helped us out so much. So now we didn't have to worry so much about Swift. We just had to worry about Hurts. No question about it. One thing I think needs to be said about Hurts in the passing game, I thought the Buck pass rush was, I think overall, I think it was better than Phillies, even though I think they had one less sack than Philly. You can't always go by the sacks. Mm -hmm. To me, I'm looking at consistency. And, Lee, you're watching the game like I'm watching the game. And I think Hurts threw 35 balls. And Lee, uh, I can count on one hand how many times I thought that he stepped up and, and put his weight behind the throw. He, he's always throwing going backwards, mm -hmm. Hurt, uh, Hurts. He, he's always throwing under duress, not necessarily getting sacked mm -hmm. uh, because he's tough to sack. No question about it. I never thought he got comfortable. He never looked comfortable. That's uh, true. Now, missing A.J. Brown, that's big. He's an all-pro receiver. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't, I don't think A.J. Brown would have made the difference in this game. I think the Bucks win it no matter what. I mean, you always talk about this. They were getting Hurts off his spot. You're a big yes, believer in that. Yes, getting the quarterback were. off his spot. No question about it. Whether, the, whether it came from up the middle, uh, whether it came from the left side, the right side, K.J. Ritt made some plays. Mm -hmm. The tush-push, which is very difficult to stop, Look, a lot of guys contributed to that stop on the two-point conversion try. But I, I saw Britt going over the top. Uh, you know, Vea was in the middle of that thing. He played a lot, Lee. Mm -hmm. And Devin White didn't play a lot. No. Nope. Uh, we'll see what goes on in Motown on, uh, you know, a fast surface, well, an indoor surface. We'll see. But uh, I got no problem with the way K.J. Britt's playing. I saw you talking to some assistant coaches. I won't mention any names because I'm sure it was an off-the-record conversation. What did you, what'd you learn about White, or did you learn anything about White? Was he, did he have his snaps? 
cut because he's not motivated, or is he? What what, what is your read on that? Well, uh, I think some of it had to do with uh, the particular scheme that Bowles developed for the Eagles. Maybe an Eagle team that wasn't playing with their top receiver, so Bowles figures they're going to rely heavily on the run. Maybe he feels Britt's better uh, against the run. He's in the right spot. Mm-hmm. You can rely on him. Better angles to the ball. Interesting. Not not as quick, certainly, as Devin mm-hmm. White. Not a blitzer like Devin White. But let's be honest. De- Devin White hasn't gotten there much as a blitzer this season. No, he hasn't. hasn't. So I think Bowles uh, changed up his defense a little bit. Felt that uh, Britt was the better option for this particular game. Doesn't mean it's going to carry over uh, at Ford Field. I think the Bucks could be very competitive next week. I don't think the Lions will take them lightly. Now, they beat them, what, 20 to 6, Lee? You were there that day. I was in the uh, wilds of western North Carolina <laughs> trying to find bear and elk that weekend. But I watched the game. They got, they got elk in North Carolina? They got elk. That's another flip side where once the game started, I never thought the Bucks were going to beat the Lions that day. But mm. the Lions were, uh, were well in command. Even though uh, when they won twenty to six, I think was the score. Going to be a different one, Lee. I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm kind of looking for a high-scoring game. I think the Detroit defense can be exploited a little bit. Now they got Aiden Hutchinson. He just had two good, yeah. sacks against the Rams. I already asked uh, Tristan Wirfs. You were hanging around there. I go. Are you already thinking about a- a- Aiden Hutchinson? He says, "Well, Luke Gedicke did a good job against him, which he did. <laughs> um, and, and that game was in like." Was that the first game after the bye week, I think? First, now, uh, if I remember, he, Hutchinson was goose egg that day. He I didn't have he any was. impact. I think he was. Now, they flip him around, so Wirfs is going to get a taste of him. He's a very good player. There's no question about it. Uh, he is Detroit's uh, go-to guy up front. But, uh, Lee, I wouldn't be floored if the Bucks go on to the conference title game. And, Lee, the one point we have to make, it has to be said. <laughs> and I'll say it. And, Lee, I don't think you dare disagree with me. There will be no speculation about Todd Bowles. Oh, he's coming back. Zero. Yeah. Zero. So I don't want to hear Florio or anybody else trying to say Bill Belichick's out there. You know, there was a point when if a Bill Belichick was out there, when the Bucks were looked like they were going to have a miserable season, uh, you never know. Uh, when they were no. six and started off six or seven, yeah. Yeah, those days are over. Those days are I agree. Who expected this? You know, especially when they lost all those games in the middle of the season. But before the season... Who gave Mayfield a prayer to be in a See, that's another point. Can you let Mayfield hit free agency at this point? I know. He seems to be locked into Tampa. We'll see. All it takes is one team, right? you got to lock him up before free agency starts because a lot of teams are looking for, for a veteran quarterback. Baker Mayfield now has as many playoff wins as Dak Prescott. That's outstandingly. That's outstanding. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, a fact that uh, the Mad Dog will, uh, will reiterate to me uh, when I go on a show this week. <laughs> No question. But Mayfield was, I mean, I was really worried about Mayfield. The last couple weeks, he wasn't that good. I, I, he obviously was a wounded, or wounded animal. I agree. Uh, a handicap almost up in Carolina, and he was sharp today. I know uh, Bulls used that word sharp several times, but yeah, he really was. And look at all the drop passes. I don't, I don't know who he's been working with, Lee. Doesn't he have a personal guru? Uh, but but whoever, whoever it is, they're doing a great job with him. Mm-hmm. They're doing a great job with him. I saw him after the game. He's in zero distress. Didn't I look mean, like he was hurting, yeah. So, you know, they got a short week. Detroit played on a Sunday night, and, and these guys play on a Monday night. I don't think that's going to be a big factor. This team's relatively healthy. Like, they're relatively right. healthy. And uh, it showed tonight. Uh, get very good performance. I I give him an A-. minus. I give him a good. Too many drop passes. But uh, other than that, boy, they played awfully well. 
It was refreshing to see uh, Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean have a good games. Yes. Yes. Because they've Davis been had struggling. a nice break up in the corner uh-huh. of the end zone. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I was surprised to see that was a bust on Devonta Smith, that one. Yeah. Uh, looked like he split uh, Winfield mm-hmm. and, and Dean. Mm-hmm. But he's a good player. Boy, they put the Eagles out on the misery. And, you know, let the speculation go rampant on Nick Sirianni. Oh, they, yeah. It's not going to go rampant on Todd Bowles. Exactly. But going forward. Back. Yeah. And Winfield kind of had a quiet night, but I don't think Philly was testing him. I don't either. They were definitely testing uh, Jamel Dean. The run game went nowhere for the Eagles. Went nowhere. Nick Swift had one seventeen-yard run. Other than that, they did nothing. Yeah, and part of that was, like Shaq said earlier, you know, the offense got up on him, and they had to, they had to pass. They didn't have a choice. Bucks run game. You know what? This would be a scary offense. The Bucks had a run game, and I know they try, and I know, man, if, this, if they had a consistent running game, a consistently good running game. But but then why you know he's so good catching the ball in the back. It was nice to see Otten find those open spaces in the middle of the field. He, he was, impressive. but it, it was. But if you can't catch the ball, and yeah, he caught eight of eleven, he, he caught eight of eleven. He, his drop passes. It started in training camp. I I don't want to say the reporter's name, but a TV reporter came in. I remember one time after practice at training camp, and the TV reporter said, "Notice I'm not saying he or she." Yeah, yeah. The yeah. TV reporter. Kind of said out loud, man, these guys put the ball on the ground a lot. And I responded like, yeah, Kate Otten's the biggest culprit. And and unfortunately for the guy, he's such a nice guy, but unfortunately for it's continued. And I fear that's going to burn them sooner or later. You know, he's going to have a drop pass that it's going to, as the weeks go on here, it's going to be tougher and tougher and tougher. Every little play sticks out or every little mistake. Uh, is that two weeks in a row the Bucks haven't had a giveaway fleet? I don't think they had one in Carolina. And, I don't uh, think so, but I do know they've given up one touchdown in two weeks. I know Carolina, but you you give up one touchdown in the playoff game, that's pretty stinking good. Uh, so they've given up uh, nine points total in the last two games. In the last five games, only twice have they given up more than 20 points. How about this kicker, Lee? How about this kicker? Bowles doesn't think twice about uh, trying a 50 No, he doesn't. Or he doesn't think twice? No. And you know how, how upset I was. Like, what are you doing? Suck up some money, you know? Don't get rid of him. You can't pick say, a kicker. Say, say that thing that you said uh, about guys trying long field goals. What, what was that point you were making? That it's like, oh, yeah. M- yeah. Michael Lombardi, former NFL suit. He has his podcast. And I guess he got this from Parcells or Belichick because he worked with both of them. His philosophy is... You never kick a 50-yard field goal unless it's at the end of a half or at the end of a game. And the reason why that is, your chances of missing it are pretty good. And that's the equivalent of a turnover. You're turning the ball over at midfield or at the end of a game. That sounds good, Lee. But the Bucks happen to have a guy that makes 75 or 80% of a 50-plus-yard field goal. He's a weapon. He's changing the whole equation. Yes, he's a weapon. He's what they thought they had in Matt Gay. Well, he's better than they could have ever imagined. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No question about it. Uh, what's your feeling about going to Detroit? Uh, Unfortunately, I won't be going. I, I don't know, but I mean, in terms, in terms of uh, being a lively underdog. Puncher's chance. I mean, they had a puncher's chance against the Eagles. They did more than punch. They pounded them. Now, they were a wounded animal, the Eagles. They uh, were. They and were. Detroit's uh, playing pretty good clip. They're playing pretty good ball. But you know what? The Rams, I don't think the Rams are the, are, are the 78 Steelers. And Rams hung with them. What about going on the road? Well, you always want to play at home, sure. But wasn't there for a while... This year, the Bucks had a better record on the road. So. I think so. I'm a little more concerned with the lack of rest. Warren Sharp is a big believer in rest. He said, if you want to find out winners and losers, you look at rest, especially in the playoffs. And I'm going to guess Bulls is probably going to have all these guys in walkthroughs mostly this week. 
Boy, Mayfield's made himself a lot of money, Lee. Yes, There's he has. There's no two ways around it. Went from making, what, $4 million a year? He's probably going to be making thirty-five. He's won over this team. I think he's won over the owners. Don't you? I think he has. Probably. You I know, they're winning, has. so why could you not like him? But, you, you know, you make a great point, Ira. No one thought this team was going to be where they're at now. So I, I had him at six wins. i got to admit it. I had him at six wins. So they, they win a playoff game. They're one of only eight teams left. Eight teams left. And the quarterback was dynamite that got you that playoff win. How do you let him walk? Unless you already have decided you're going to draft a quarterback. And I don't know how well that would play. And like To your point, you say he's won over the team. What kind of blowback would the team have, the players have, if they let Mayfield walk out the door? I think it'd be a problem. Now, Lee, you've made this point on the podcast, and I think it's a great one. I don't care if you bring Mayfield back or not. I still might take a guy at number 20 if there's a guy sitting there or in the second round that I think has a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm still taking him. He doesn't have to play in year one, Lee. No. Uh, Jordan Love is proving what can happen if you re- or if you sit a year or two. Talk about getting hot at the right time. If light scouts are as good as light thinks they are, maybe they can find a guy. Now, the Bucks have never really done it. They've never really done it with that guy and given that second contract. No. Uh, the quarterback that they've drafted. It's never happened. It's never It's really happened. hard to believe. Now, that game is going to be... Sunday. Imagine for Saturday, coming off a Monday night game. I don't think the NFL would have done that. Yeah. I don't uh, think the NFL I, I, would have I, done I agree. That. And by the way, before you say that, mm-hmm. uh, and I think you and I are in total agreement. We said it the other night, and I think it just proved out. The Bucks could not have asked for a better first-round matchup than the Screaming Eagles, <laughs> who were falling apart right before our eyes. You didn't want to play the Rams. You know, the Rams, the Rams are... Uh, they were hot. They were hot. You didn't want to play Green Bay, uh, no. necessarily. And they put the Eagles out of their misery. Wasn't the Rams, weren't they like 3-6 and six at one point? Yeah, it was very much like the Bucks season. Green Bay might have been like that, too, I think. They had a rough patch. They did. In the middle of the season. They did. Now, here's one for you, Albert. I can't remember which game. It was fairly recently. Godwin and Evans were taken out. They were double-teamed often. And Bowles said... You know, I thought, well, where the heck is Rashad White? If these two guys are double-teamed, why weren't you feeding Rashad White? It was the Saints game. Who was? And Bowles said they disguised their defenses, where at times they weren't double-teaming Evans and Godwin, but it looked like that, and it threw Mayfield off. That's Bowles' forte, fooling the offense with the looks. Exactly. The pre-snap look. Yeah. And the reason why I bring that up is I heard that again tonight. Evans and Godwin were double-teamed. But what happened? Palmer rose up. Otten uh, rose up, but all those drops, Those man. drops are killing you, Lee. And, and uh, David Moore rose up. How important is that that you have, I shouldn't say lesser receivers, you have secondary receivers when they're given the chance to make big plays. To make all the difference. You don't think Dan Campbell is, is thinking about Mike Evans, just like I think Worfs is thinking about Aiden Hutchinson, and I think Bowles is thinking about uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. That kid, the kid is tremendous. Mm-hmm. He's the one who made the, the clinching catch. For a first down that mm-hmm. salted that game away when the Rams should have known that's the guy that that uh, Goff was going to look for. Uh-huh. That's their guy. Yeah. I voted for him as first-team All-Pro. He made first-team yes. All-Pro ahead of Mike Evans. That's how good a season this kid had. And he's young, just like uh, Two, Nakua. Second year, is he? Yeah, just like Nakua on the Rams. I mean, fantastic. Oh, that guy's something else. That guy's something else. So, you know, to answer your question... You know, Trey Palmer has shown at times this year. At times. And uh, Otten has shown at, at times. At times. I'm with you. When I got the stat sheet, I wanted to see how many catches uh, White had on those swing passes. And I think he might have only had the one. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be a bigger factor as a target. 
He well, made he a heck of a first down. Yes, he did. The, he strong-armed his way through. Yes, yeah. he did. That I, was think, nice. I think that was Bradbury again. I mean, he had a nightmare night. He's not coming back to the Eagles. Next no. Year. Was he 30, 31? They've turned on him. The fans hate him. <laughs> um, now i got to wonder about Sirianni. I mean, it's hard to imagine that a guy who was in the, in the Super Bowl last year almost yeah. won it. Uh, it could be fired. Well, and this you is know my... I think I think they're going to keep him and tell him he's got to change about five coaches. Yeah, I hand. believe that you got to make an overhaul. Yeah, if he uh, doesn't want to do it, then he's fired. I don't know. You saw at one of the few times I saw the TV feed, they showed Jeff Lurie. And oh, I missed that. He was not a happy. Not guy. a happy camera. No, he was not. He was like slumped in his chair, staring out into space. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this real quick. With uh, Anya's been getting open a lot lately, and he seems to have a knack for it. He's got, to get, he's got to make the catches. Well, in the game that turned the Bucs season around, Atlanta, where Mayfield didn't play particularly well for three and three quarters, three periods and three quarters of the fourth period, and then led the game-winning drive. It was Kate Otten who caught the winning pass. Yeah. He has contributed, Lee, and they lose that game. I think the Bucs season is over, and they won it, and here they are. Three quarters of the league has been eliminated. They're yep. not playing. Just to put things in perspective, the Bucks are one win from playing in the NFC Championship. And I'll say one more thing. Suppose the Bucks win in Motown and Green Bay upsets the Niners. Oh, my gosh. The game would be in Tampa. I know the Bucks played an NFC Championship game in 79 in Tampa. There's never been an NFC Championship in this stadium. Uh, oh, in this stadium. In this stadium. Remember when uh, the Bucks went to the Super Bowl or went to the NFC Championship? In 1999, uh, was at St. Louis and right. Rams. That's right. And then they played the Eagles in the NFC Championship That's game right. on the road. And then when the Bucks uh, played the Packers a couple of years ago, that was in Green Bay. Absolutely rightly. It could happen. It, it could, could happen. happen. <laughs> and it's not a dream, folks. It's not a dream. Lively discussion there from the Sage and Lee. Plenty to talk about on the next podcast. But you know what? Yaya Diaby, shoulder injury. We saw him get hurt, and now he's on the injury report. Did not practice Wednesday. Shaq Barrett, he comes up with an ankle injury. That is new. And, uh, man, I think that's one of the stories of today where we're going to explore it a little bit more. But, man, those blitzes, all those bucks, blitzes, blitzes, blitzes on Jalen Hurts, they are not going to fly against the Detroit Lions the Lions will not look lost uh, like Hurts did. And uh, the Bucks need that edge rush, that pure edge rush, some success with a four-man rush. And if both of those guys are dinged up, that is a huge problem. Todd Bowles is the mastermind. He's going to have to work around it. But, man, this deep in the playoffs to lose some pass rushers like that, uh, hopefully those guys can heal up in a hurry. And hopefully you have been paying attention and realize that 0% APR financing for 72 months is extended and still going on 2023 Ford F-150s, Edges, Escapes, Expeditions, and Bronco Sports at Bill Curry Ford, BillCurryFord.com. Thank you, Florida's Elite Restoration, Florida's Elite Restoration.com, and Big Storm Beer, Big Storm Spirits, BigStormBrewery.com. Check out all of the tap rooms. Exciting times. Exciting times. We got a lot coming on JoeBucksFan.com this week. I think we're recovered at this point from the ecstasy of Monday night. It's going to be a wild few days. A lot of content, a lot of excitement, and we'll be back with the Sage soon. He has been very busy with his Hall of Fame duties Tuesday and Wednesday because of bad weather. They canceled all the selectors coming in person because of all the canceled flights. So Ira was on all kinds of conference calls and he had to fire up his computer and figure out all his uh, 
chat software and all that, but uh, he'll tell us a little bit about that experience later this week. And of course, uh, the Hall of Famers will be revealed closer to the Super Bowl. All right, Bucks fans, enjoy it, live it, love it, wear your colors. We'll see you next time.